side where they hate on me. People tend to think all the drinks on me. I don't even have the money to spend to buy patrol for you and all your friends. Hey, Baby, I be on my grind. Can't see snow. Rolling up good every place we go. Cause we try and get We are back for another episode of From the Pink Seats Podcast. A special episode tonight as we get ready for Senior Day on Saturday's Louisville uh, Battles NC State. We've got all the preview stuff in the previous episode, breaking down Clemson, getting ready for NC State. But in this in this episode, we're going to sit down uh, with two current Cardinals uh, to talk about their their career and everything that they've been through over the last couple of years. And Caleb Chandler and Isaac Martin, a great episode in store for you guys. Uh, these guys, fellas, first of all, Jacob Lane, Matt, Matt McGavick, Vincent LaCoco, Press Meyer, we're all here tonight. This is a full gang. It's the first time we've done this in a long time. We're about to have six people on a Zoom call. It's going to be chaotic. Uh, but but that's just yep. how it goes. But we're glad to be here with you guys, and we are excited for this episode. Uh, these guys are going to lay out what the last couple of years has been like, what it's been like this year, um, and what to expect on Saturday as they're celebrated for the final time uh, as Louisville Cardinals in Cardinal Stadium. So let's go ahead. Without further ado, let's roll into that right now. Caleb Chandler and Isaac Martin. Second episode of From the Pink Seats podcast, previewing NC State coming to town here this weekend for Louisville on Senior Day. We are joined by uh, two men who will be honored this weekend playing in their last home game, uh, wearing the Louisville red and black. Caleb Chandler, starting offensive lineman, and Isaac Martin, starting fullback. I am not ever going to refer to you as a tight end, my friend. I, I felt <laughs> I, I was going to get in the booth and go nuts on West Durham calling you a tight end this past weekend. But, fellas, uh, first of all, thank you all for for joining us. I know it's a, a hectic week heading into senior senior day and everything. How how are we doing? We're good. We're good. It's a little a little cold out there. Trying to get you know stay warm and all that, but the the prep's been good this week though. Yeah, Caleb, how about you, uh, man? No, uh, fast like you said, excited, but also can't believe senior day's really coming up. But uh, you know, yeah, the only problem is super cold outside right now. <laughs> so before we jump into to all the, the details of the season, let me start with this because you guys are bringing up the weather. How about the weather this year for football games at home? I know that it rained a little bit last weekend or a couple weekends ago um, against James Madison. But other than that, is this not the best weather season that you all can remember in your career in terms of no yeah. rain, no, you know, no extracurricular activity, just sunshine and clouds? Yeah, it's been perfect, honestly. And like, even when we went to Florida for a UCF game, I mean, it was even like it was good weather there. It was a little hot, but like, you know, even traveling, it's been good. So, I mean, it, I'm glad it's been like that. You know, good to us this year. Previous- no, that's what I, that's what I was telling some of the guys. I was like, y'all don't understand how perfect the weather's been. Uh, these home games, surprises, <laughs> like, not super cold in October, or we haven't had a monsoon game yet. Like, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, monsoon games. We've avoided the the 2018 rain game. I feel like that you guys are probably still drying out from that. Yeah. Do either of you all like playing in in the elements? Like you know, some guys love playing in snow or playing in rain. Do either of you all like that, or you give me give me sunshine and let's go out there and play football in nice weather? I'll play in anything. The rain, like I I hate the rain just because it's so slippery and especially on on grass fields, man. Like and being an offensive lineman, you know we gotta got to chop those feet, stomp it out. And it's like, it's like, man, like, like even at Clemson, it was a little, a little bit of drizzle there before the game, but the grass was so slick, man. Like it was, it was unreal, but like, yeah, I'll play anything besides the rain. Yeah. I'll, I'll the thing, I'll play in anything besides the cold. Like when it, the, the ground is just like, like feels like concrete. 
I hate that. I can do a range. Awesome. Soft asses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's burn, and that's what and that's what I prefer. No rain. <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. This man Vince, he acts like any weather, any day, any day of the week, any time he'll show up and play. And then you ask him, he's like, "Nah, my knees, man." Nah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm first guy to throw my big coat on at practice. Y'all know that. Yeah, I, I've, sure. I've been doing no sleeves this whole week, though. I've been oh, no, not me. Mm-mm. I'll go no <laughs> sleeves on Saturday. On so neither one of you guys are, are hoodies underneath the jersey. That's becoming an increasingly popular look, and I'm a big fan of that. I think that's what I would rock if I was a football player. Either one of you all do the hoodies or anything? I, don't. I, I know. I know some other guys, they do the hoodies and they cut the sleeves off, which, like, kind of defeats the whole purpose. So, I guess, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Come like, on, I, Yeah, I feel you know like, I mean? like you're calling me out, dude, because you know I do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just about for swag, and and I like to have a hoodie every now and then, but I don't like the full-on jacket underneath me, but, you know, I like to have a hood or yeah. something. So. Keep your ears warm. <laughs> exactly. Fellas, let's start from the beginning. Uh, I, we'll go with Isaac first. I feel like yours will be – you'll have a little shorter of an answer for us here. So uh, how did you end up at Louisville? Caleb, you're going to have the same question followed up. So uh, just be ready. So how to end up at Louisville? Well, like, you know, I mean, you know, you know where I live. I live over in Audubon. Yeah, I know where you live. I can drive to your mom's house, but whoever else is listening out here cannot. I know, I'm telling you right now, I live five minutes away. I'm over at Audubon. So like even when I was a kid after football game, even during football games, like I could walk in my backyard and hear like, you know, if you score a touchdown, I could hear fireworks going off. So I've been a huge U, you know, UVL fan all my life. My uncle Rick played there back in '98. I've had cousins coach, you know the you know the Nord family. We've been through like Louisville like forever. So and that was really the only place I saw myself going. And even you know from being living so close and then especially going to Trinity, I just felt like that was like you know what I was supposed to. Do. You know Max was there, and you know you guys were roommates. I'd go visit you guys all the time my senior year, high school, and I just loved being around you guys. And especially just being like, you know, home, like, like that hometown feeling. I loved it. So, you know, that's when uh, I got the opportunity to walk on and I kind of, you know, put up, you know, to myself, like put myself up and like, you know, a challenge, you know, I'm going to walk on, I'm going to earn a scholarship no matter what. And, you know, and after Bobby switched me to fullback, because I did play linebacker my freshman year, you know, given Caleb Hell, I used to wear number 55. <laughs> I mean, when 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 Isaac lined up against me, I got so mad because I just knew a headache was coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh I, I got in a fight with Robbie Bell one time during like some prep against Clemson because I was going too hard and everything, whatever. You know, Robbie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then that's when they switched to fullback, and then like it's kind of iffy. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. I play defense all my life, and then you know, once Satterfield came in, there's like we like in this position. And we think you know do really well at it. Took me a while to figure out the offense. I think Cardwell can tell you that. I had, you know, you were there. Tell you that (laughs) it was bad. It was bad. But you know, I I learned it, and um, yeah, I I just I fell in love with it. You know, and I've been like repping the the Cardinal all these years and stuff, and it's just crazy how I've been playing for you know been here for six years now, and it's you know finally come to an end. You know, it kind of sucks, but everything has to come to an end eventually. Caleb, how'd you get here? I, I I was a part of both of your all's, I guess, quote unquote, official visits. But. Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, 
No, um, how I got to Louisville, you know, it was a wild ride just because, like, I really didn't know anything about recruiting and and um, rankings and all this stuff really until, like, senior year of high school. And that's, like, when some of the offers and stuff started coming into play. And it was, like, I still didn't know too much about everything. Like, just because, like, football was never my number one choice. It was always baseball until I realized I had to put the bat down and step on the football field and do what I was made to do. And, you know. Um, I bet you were a nice four-hole hitter, though. I mean, what position did you play in baseball, man? This is intriguing. Well, I was a third baseman my whole life until my senior year of high school. That's when I became a permanent first base slash DH type stud. <laughs> That's so like because at that point we knew football was my go-to. That's where I was going to make hopefully my living someday. So they wanted to protect me, but also wanted me to let me do something I love, which is baseball. As you can tell, I'm wearing my Atlanta Braves World Series hat, of course. <laughs> uh, always um like uh then by senior year offers started coming in and you know i'm i'm from jefferson georgia was about 10 15 minutes from uga um mark rick was the head coach at the time then you know he ended up getting fired then going to miami and it was just like you know it was just i I took visits before on there like non-officials up there but it was just like knowing that he's he's he got replaced and that is going to be a whole di- different atmosphere and that's different guys and stuff. And so he went to Miami. I, I wasn't a fan of the city of Miami in general. Like I just felt like it didn't fit me, um, you know, and uh, just being from where I'm from in Jefferson. So, uh, you know, the country for Miami, Caleb. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, when it wouldn't fit me. Then um, I went to no camps in, in, in high school, did nothing, got invited to some stuff. I just kept telling schools, my film is my camp. So if you want to offer me, you can offer me. If not, then I'm going to focus on winning the state championship for my high school, uh, even though we failed my senior year by one game. But, uh, you know, then uh, the only camp that I did go to was UGA for Kirby and Sam Pittman at the time. And just to show them that, like, why UJ would be important and stuff like this to me, then, you know, um, I had a great day at that camp, but, you know, things just went the other way for real after, you know, Andrew Thomas and Tory Johnson, all of them committed there. So then with those guys, and I know I'm not, I wasn't up to their status and level. So I had to start thinking about my future and, and other places where I'm going to feel that's comfortable to home. So it was down to the university of Florida here and, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, uh, all three places felt like home for real. But at, uh, Malcolm Wayne and uh, Coach Summers ended up coming to Louisville on my official visit here when I was here uh, with Bobby and Coach K at the time, who's the O-line coach. So, like, when I saw a reporter hit me up telling me, how do you feel about Coach Summers coming to Louisville while I'm at the basketball game? And I was just like, uh, what are you talking about? I have a visit to Florida next week. I wasn't, I, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I remember so, you texting Robbie about that back in the day. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, him and uh, Coach Collins are really the only one that I really know from there. And I know that I'll be with Coach Summers more as my position coach. So he ended up coming to Louisville. So that really just canceled my visit for Florida because that's really the only person I knew for real. So I was like, okay, all right, I, that's that's fine. I don't have to take another trip. And Oklahoma State, you know, I just I just felt 
you know, it wouldn't be the place for me as well. I just, uh, I, I really connected a lot more with my recruit, recruiting class, like Isaac and Russ, Malik, uh, uh, Treshawn Smith, Makai, like yeah. me and Makai was here on our official visit. And, you know, we came here, then we saw the true love and the real love around here and like how everybody it's all about card nation. And, you know, that was just one thing. It was like, that's huge. Like, uh, as a recruit, like, like they really come out and support, uh, their team. And, um, you know, me and Makai ended up loving it here. I, I committed on my official visit here and, uh, you know, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't change it for the world. I've, you know, coming to Louisville was probably one of the greatest decisions I ever made. Um, it's really formed me into a man and I've you know I just I couldn't imagine being anywhere else that's why I stuck it out for six years here and my answer is actually pretty much a perfect set your answer is a good segue into my question for you Caleb what's the experience been like playing for was it four different offensive line coaches at this mm-hmm. point like one what's what's that be been like playing under so many different guys and I know this might be a little bit hard to answer, but who do you say has helped you the most in your overall development? Uh, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot, um, especially I was thinking about that coming into the season after Big Nell was announced he was going to UNC. I was like, man, I'm about to be on my fourth O-line coach, dog. Like, <laughs> it's like this, is kind of, this is hard. This is stressful, but. You know, I actually started trying to look at it in a positive way, especially when they announced that uh, Carwell was going to be the uh, O-line coach because I loved loved Carwell in 2019 when he was here, even though he wasn't my position coach. But, you know, he might as well be in the way that we uh, interacted with each other. And, you know, so – but I started looking at it in a positive way because, you know, I just looked at it like I learned different tools from each of those guys. And, you know – as a freshman, I had Coach Summers. You know, I, I I was really trying to focus more on the playbook and learning Bobby's playbook than I was, like, on my technique and stuff, really. Screw I, that. Yeah. <laughs> toughest challenges of my <laughs> was learning Bobby's playbook. But uh, ended up getting it down, thank God. Um, but uh, with Led and, and Big Nell and Cartwell, really, who, who has all the experience in the world, I just learned – different techniques and fundamental things from each one of them. And I just try to use each, each of those things in my game. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for all of those, uh, all of those guys for real. Um, but to say who's, who's helped me the most, I mean, it's, that's hard to say because I feel like they have all you can say me. me. Yeah. I, Vin, <laughs> you, know, you know where we can do. Don't, don't inflate his ego. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He knows where we stand. It's like we're for lifers, man. And uh, but it's hard to say who's my favorite because I mean, me and Led relationship was unreal, and he's always talked about the NFL was his dream job even when he got here. So the day that he announced, well, I mean, the day when it was announced that he was going to the Falcons, nobody was mad at him. Everybody was sad just because. He, he was such a good dude and a good coach, but we were so happy because he'd get to live his dream and you never can hold a man back from living his dream. So like, we were super happy that uh, Led 
led, uh, got his opportunity. Big Nail, you know, it started off rough with Big Nail, with everybody. And it was like, you know, he brought that old school fire in. That's something that some of the guys weren't used to, especially not with Led. Led was a laid back, hard, hard type of dude. But like, he will rip you when he needs to rip you. But he was kind of <laughs> laid back. Oh, Big Nail came in with that firepower, dude. And it just <laughs> it struck everybody on the O-line. It, it caused a little problems in the spring. But then over the time, as we as we learned who he was and how he coached, and then once he learned us and who we are, you know, I think the relationship ended up great. It was awesome going through 2021 with him. I feel like he helped me with so much, especially in my attitude on on trying to finish people left and right, like, and just just listening to his experience and everything that he's been through. You know, he's been here in the game for a long time, so he knows he knows a lot about football, so. But, you know, I think that relationship ended, ended really good, uh, even though he left, which, you know, hurt. But, you know, he, everybody has their reasons, so I can't really stay mad at him. I just, I just hope he does re- really well in the, in the future. One thing I, I, I see as Saturday talking about senior day here with Isaac Martin and Caleb Chandler is I've called it an end of an era almost in Louisville football. It really is closing the door fully on this Bobby Petrino, you know, um, and, and now – you know, these, this group, this group of guys that were here for five, six years from 2018 to now, um, just quickly for each of you guys, how would you kind of describe what the last few years have been like you are each, um, guys who could have left after last year at that, and obviously could have left whenever you wanted along the, the stretch of, of some of the more challenging seasons, but how would you all just kind of describe the journey that it's been for you all playing for Louisville football and the ups and downs that you've experienced. And really, when you look at it in terms of a, a lifetime, such a, a small, short amount of time for so much adversity. Yeah, I mean, if you go all the way back until, like, you know, my freshman year, I was in here with Lamar, and that, that team was just ridiculous. It was, it, it was crazy. It was after – Good times. Was, yeah, good times, you know. Great times. <laughs> you know, I was on defense. So, you know, I was like – you know, my eyes were huge. I, I was seeing, like, Lamar and Reggie and all of them, and I was like, holy crap, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm playing scout team against these guys. And, I mean, I couldn't – like, if Lamar takes off, I'm stopping, like, 10 feet away. Like, I'm not getting near him at all. Like, I got yelled at if I was even close to him. You, you knew what Bobby would do to you. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, you know, like, it, it was a lot of fun in sophomore year, you know. It was, it was uh, you know, 2018. It was rough, obviously. I was uh, on the sidelines for a whole lot of that. But just seeing the growth, like, especially in, like, 19, like, when they brought in everybody, just – it's, like, different. Like, they really had to change the culture. And I think, I think they did, though. Just, like, the growth and, like – you know, I wanted to stick it out because I, I wanted to earn that scholarship. And then, you know, after uh, before, like, it was actually during COVID. I think it was uh, the third week when we were uh, we came back to uh, the campus. That's when Satterfield called me and he offered me a scholarship. And, like, I was just like – it was like a dream come true, you know, especially for a, you know, a home city dude. And after that, that kind of ignited, like, a fire in me. Like, I needed to, you know, show people that I'm worth that. You know, I didn't want to get complacent or anything or just, like, slack just because I got put on scholarships you know I, I have seen some dudes you know they walk on they earn something and then they kind of get complacent and just kind of get lousy like well I got what I wanted and I, I'm here I arrived but like I don't think I ever like felt that in any way so it kind of like ignited a fire in me just to keep on going and especially after they give us a six year you know I talked to Vince about it <laughs> like back what was it like, to, like 2021 I was like dude I don't know if I can do this <laughs> like, 
my knees hurt. My yeah, head. suddenly both of y'all aren't laughing at Ian Pfeiffer so much. I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah. And, my yeah. body hurts. I know you're hurting too, CC, with that back. Yeah, and y'all are like, closer to my age. Hurt. I'm 29. Presley's 29. Matt's 29. Y'all are closer to our age. I'm than 30 you are now, damn it. On your team, <laughs> like y'all are y'all are almost in our class here of of being yeah. old men. I feel, like, I definitely especially, especially seeing you know Ian came through here. And Ian was, he was, uh, you know, when, when he came in here, he really, like, showed me, like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, you can keep <laughs> on playing, you know, like, because he came in here, I was like, like, damn, tackle, you know, he played tackle, I'm like, what is this dude coming in here doing, like, he thinks he's going to play tight end, he came in kind of, kind of, kind of big, he, like, he lost some weight, and then, you know, he, what, he has four touchdowns, I mean, I, I yeah. told him. What, what did he text you after you scored? Tell, tell everybody what he texted you. He said, "Well, I still got four. Because I got four. You can we say congrats, about. good job, bro. Anything. Nah, I still got. I still got four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, calm your ass down. I got four. Chill out with your touchdown. I'm like, but did you spike it though? <laughs> He's like, no. All, <laughs> all he did was flex. But no, I love that. I, I love that man right there. He kind of encouraged me to stay here another year, just because you know, if he, I'm like, you know, if Ian can do it, I can do it. Just like you know, the physical, like you know, how football is and all that." And uh, I mean, I'm getting an NBA right now. I'll be done in May, so that that's other like the opportunity you know football gave me was uh, you know more education and all that. So there's a lot of things to it, but you know it's just like looking back at it, I'll, I'll be talking to some guys that are like 18, 19, and then they're like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "23," but they're 24, and they're like, "No, <laughs> really?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude." It's like you're almost older than my sister. I'm like, "Yeah, dude." Like I'm pretty old, and I, I my my sister is here. She's a freshman on the field hockey team. So now I have freshmen talking like, hey, dude, like, your Ella's awesome. Ella's awesome. Your sister's awesome. She looks just like you. I'm like, dude, <laughs> so now I have a bunch of freshmen stuff, bring up stories and stuff with her and all that. But it's fun. But, you know, it, it is crazy, though, how fast, like, you know, six years can go. And like, I, I definitely feel in my body. But, actually, you know, it's with a bang, you know? No, I, I think he hit it on the money for real. Uh, just thinking about it, like, yeah, we were really – Lamar Jackson was really our quarterback, man. Yeah. That's how that's how long it's been for real. So it's like, you know, yeah, you're 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 23, about to be 24. I'm 24 years old now. So it's like I tell people I'm 24. I'm like, wow, I remember just telling people I'm 18, yeah. 21. It's like, <laughs> you know, but um I I think it's just been a great ride. Just like honestly, you know. Every college athlete is going to have their up and downs for real because college is hard, especially college football. I think one of the most toughest things, especially mentally-wise, out there. And uh, But, you know, when you have great people in your life like Vince and Isaac and some great teammates along the way, you know, I think um, they made this ride a hell of a lot easier and way more fun than what it um, could be or should be. And um, you know, it's just crazy because yeah, 2017 we had a really, I think I think we had a really good team. I just don't think we finished some games as we should have. We had good then. players. That's the thing about yeah. that team is we, yeah. we were we were good players. Every spot individually was awesome, but as a team, you all know this is the it tightest was awesome. and closest we've ever been. Yeah, and we weren't like that in 17, and that's what we were lacking. And you know, a lot of those guys, in my opinion, would have put up better numbers in this offense with Set and them just because everybody would have been believing and going in that same direction and not so worried about how many touches I get here, how many touches I get here. Yeah, that would have been sprinkled around a little bit, but 
I mean, every team has that, but we would have been a lot more tighter driven towards that one singular goal. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, it was like an offense and defense type thing. It was never a team for real. And, you know, uh, we definitely have some really good players. And 2018, it was just a, a horrible, hard year. I, I'm i still uh, shook from that season a little bit. And it's <laughs> like I, I'd never been a part of anything like that. And I just – that was a life lesson for real. Came, if we came back out in 2019 when they first came here, yeah, I was really about to uh, – I was about to pack up and probably head somewhere else, you know, after that 2018 season. But, you know, after learning about Coach Satterfield and everything he's done at App and talked to some of the guys, you know, like he said, the, the whole goal for real was just to stick it out and finish on top at Louisville. That was the whole goal. And didn't want to do – I really didn't want to do it anywhere else. I just – I, after being, I wouldn't say traumatized by Bobby, but starstruck a little bit by everything that happened. <laughs> I'll say traumatized. traumatized. I'll say it for you. Traumatized. Hey, after everything that happened those two years, dude, it was like, okay, he's gone. This is my time. This is a sign for me to go. Like, this is a sign for me to go have a complete start over. But, you know, just the guys and the relationships that I built around here. It was like, it was hard because I didn't want to leave those guys knowing the teams that we've had in the years and, the, uh, and, and now, like there's like, I, there's not one season where I've gone in season and didn't think we could finish the season undefeated. Just knowing the guys we had on the team, like we just never put it together uh, in 2018 and 2019. It was finally becoming a team team-like feel we were doing team activities and stuff and you know like that's when you know we should have really went 10 and 2 that season we gave up some games um and you know 2021 you know it was just it's a hard 2020 and 2021 it was just a hard year just some games same thing we should have finished this finished some games and we would have been in a whole different mindset and a whole different place right now and you know, it's just crazy just thinking about looking at all that stuff and how fast this time has flown by for real. But um, I wouldn't, like I said before, I wouldn't change it for nothing just because of strictly the relationship that I've made on this team and incarnation in a whole because I, I, I can tell you this is a very, very passionate fan base, and I love it. I mm -hmm. love it because they, they want the best in this city and – and this city and these fans deserves the best. They really do for the way that they uh, break their nets for this program and, and show their support. And I understand the frustration a lot, but just over just when I've seen everyone has really stuck it out with me and in this and my boys in this program. So I'm very thankful for Car Nation, and will always love these guys um, for their support. It's just crazy. Time is really flying by, man. This is our last home game, man. Like what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a perfect kind of segue. Essentially, I kind of I put the numbers together. You guys have both been here six years, which is crazy to think about. Isaac, you've been through like four different hairstyles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you guys have been through five times that amount of coaches, right? Uh, Caleb. If you finish out your career, you'll finish with 50 starts in your career, played in 58 total games. 
most people who play 12 games a season, you know, you finish with 48 games, you know, maybe if you're, you know, go to the playoffs or something, you might, you might end up playing over 50 games, but that's, that's something special. Isaac, you'll have played in 47 games. So that's, that's a pretty damn good career for both of you guys. So uh, not, I don't want to make you all cry or anything, but like, what, what, are, what are the emotions going in, in the senior night? And then on top of that, what are y'all's plans kind of going forward? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Caleb, you know, probably looking towards the NFL draft, but, but overall, you know, what, what, what are the plans after uh, the season's over? Hey, don't, don't, don't doubt Isaac now. Teams need yeah. fullbacks late in the yeah. sixth, seventh that's, round, that's man. True. You just never know. You just never know. <laughs> Hold those two fingers know. up. Hold those two <laughs> fingers up you got that you snapped. Look how crooked those are. I'm, that's yeah, why he ball was ball, and that's why those hands are stone. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not downplaying anything. No, no, Isaac was just out here talking NBAs and stuff, so I was just like, you know, I figured you were – you had, had... – Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Uh, I am going to go out for pro debuts, and uh, who doesn't need a good fullback? I'll go out there, and I'm going to – you know, I, I'm going to go at it. Like, I'm going to go at it, yeah, every, anything, just like 100% and all. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. I have school to back me up. You know, obviously I'll be done for NBA in, in May. But uh, so I've been like, you know, on LinkedIn, just looking at stuff, poking around, trying to like, <laughs> every now and then I'm like, Vince, do you know anybody around town over in J-Town like Iron? Because like, you know, in like January, I'm going to be looking. So just let me know. Uh, you know, it is crazy though. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, like all those games I played in though. Well, what do you say, 48? If you finish your career out, it'd be 40, 47 games total, so. Uh, right, right now, this as of last game, forty-five total games. That's a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More than I played in. More than me and Max put together, as a matter of fact. Yeah, dude, that's, that's crazy. It's how many people I've gone against? How many first rounders? I've like probably you know, like last year at Florida State, they had that DN. He went first round. I mean, I, just going against like a bunch of talent too. But, you know, I, I, to me, like when I'm out there on the, on the field, I, I don't shy away from anything. I don't care who you are and all that. And I feel like I've just done that so many times. I got so used to it. Like playing against Clemson, like people going like, you know, like that was the first time I played Clemson because uh, I didn't travel back in, was it 18 or something? I didn't travel then. And like, this is my first time there. And like, you know, it's beautiful stadium, like awesome fans and all that. But my sister and my mom, they're like, was it loud out there? Like, were you nervous? Like, I couldn't do that in front of that many people. I'm like, no, not at all. I'm like, it was It just – when you do it so many times, it all slows down. The noise just goes away. And, like, we were going off silent, too. And the week I was, like, I was like so afraid I was going to jump because we were going off silent. I'm used to that clap. And, like, you know, no false starts on that. Thank God. But, you know, it just, like, everything slows down. And it just, like, it just becomes normal to me, you know? And, like, I've been thinking about my like, – even before Clemson, I was thinking about that. I'm like – Dude, I've done this, like, routine so many times. And, like, you know, I, I, I'm going to do it, what, you know, three more times, you know, this Saturday and then next week after that and then the bowl game. And it's just, like, and then that's it. You know, it could be it, you know. And it's, it's just crazy to, like, think about. And especially after football because I've been doing this whole routine of football. You have spring ball. You have, uh, you know, off-season you know, workouts, winter workouts, all that. Fall camp. Hate fall camp. And, like <laughs> – <laughs> especially when you're old but like dude, but it is all going to come to an end it's just crazy to think about you know and i'm just trying to think ahead of time you know ahead and you know what my plans are going to be but as of right now after football i'm just going to like train for pro day look for some jobs for you know you know a plan b you know you just, you just never know but i, I know cc is going to get ready 
Well, I mean, there's e- there's even more opportunities. As I mean, XFL's out there now too. I mean, if you really wanted to push your yeah. football dream and keep going with football, there's plenty of opportunities out there. Yeah. Teams, pullbacks yeah, are coming back in. In all seriousness, in the NFL and in the XFL, yeah. I assume. Yeah, I just saw Juwan. So, yeah, uh, Juwan uh, pass. He just got picked up, and then CJ Avery. I saw he got picked up. What about you, though, Caleb? I mean, obviously, I know this. There's still. Football be played, so uh, this is by no means saying let's talk about the future. But you know, obviously, NFL draft aspirations, and you've you've got some some football left ahead of you. What uh, what mentally, kind of where are you at with the next step in your career? Man, it's like it's crazy because like it's how fast that time is coming, and it's like you know my my people are coming up here now. Uh, I mean, uh, for the game this week, and it's like I got to send some stuff with them that way because it's like wow, time is really. Mm-hmm winding down like it's really, I'm really about to start this whole new phase of my life um you know it's uh first thing first just get my body healthy as possible to go and start training um whenever it's time I take a couple days off just hanging out with the family but uh, I know that I'm gonna start pushing it really fast uh whenever it's that time and get ready for pro day and and try to keep the dream alive and keep it going uh, but yeah, the first thing that I'm gonna do after the season is get is get the body right. Um, but it's like, yeah, the last two to three games of the season is coming up, and it's it's weird to think about. But just like he said, man, it's like I've been doing this for so long, and it's just another day in the office for real. It's like everyone, like everyone says, like you know, we got this good D line going. Uh, coming up this week I'm like yeah they're really good everyone asks me are you nervous I'm like dude my first start was Clemson my very first start <laughs> against Christian Wilkinson Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence and and them boys like I, I think I've seen a lot of good dudes to be nervous like I get butterflies <laughs> but nervous I'm never scared of anybody it's like I've been doing it for so long so uh are you ready just- for Aaron are you ready for Aaron Donald let me ask you that you ready for that you know, yeah, you I, think time, I think about it all the time. Like, what if I got drafted by the Rams and for me to make the team, I got to block Aaron Donald. I always think about, can I do it? Can I do You're it? You're cutting I, the I, shit out of him. You're dude, cutting I would, the shit out of I would, him. I, I would give him my best effort. I tell you that one. Like, I would <laughs> give him everything I have in my body. Uh, Aaron Donald, that's ooh, the closest thing I've seen to him was uh, Khalil Cansey from Pitt. That's a that's mm. a dog. That's a straight dog right there, man. Uh, but I think we we held him pretty good in check when he came up here. Um, but man, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, I really, I, I, I think, I think I'm ready for uh, for that. But it's like I'm just been a, been in Louisville for so long. It's like it's gonna be so hard just to let it all go. Like you know, like yeah. just the. You feel what I'm saying? Like I feel you. Your first day, you just got to think to yourself, that's Des Tell right there. I'm going to just knock his ass out. <laughs> like, Insert any, not, not to call Des out, any any Louisville defensive lineman. You're like, nope, not not today, buddy. Not anybody. And it's just like, you know, just living in a whole different city coming up. It's like, I'm really going to have to do that when I I feel like I'm from Louisville, to be honest. Like, it's, yep. I've been here for a good minute and – you know, it's just, it's just, it hasn't hit me all the way yet. I think it'll probably hit me on Saturday, but it still hasn't hit me all the way yet. And, you know, good. We'll see, see in the future about everything. Do you think, do you think you're going to cry? 
Do I think I'm going to cry? I've been thinking about that all week. <laughs> I think you'll cry. Caleb will cry. Isaac won't. I know for sure. I'm like, a tear or two might come out. I don't know. I'm going to try my best not to, but it's like, I just know, like, just my, my family's going to be there. And, you know, I just know they're going to be emotional. Just seeing all my boys' face, like, I know Isaac going to cry when I'm gone. I already know he going to cry when I'm gone. <laughs> Probably a little bit, yeah. I got to, and, and I'm like, and I'm gonna cry when I leave too because that's my dog, and he's been my dog from day one. And it's like, you know, it's just it's just weird to think about it all for real. So I feel like it's really gonna hit me on Saturday. Yeah. All right, last question, and we'll get out of here on this. And uh, we didn't prep you guys for this, so I apologize. I'm gonna go off script a little bit here, but I, I'm I'm hoping that you guys can come off the the top with a good one here. Both of you guys seem like super smart guys. Best Scott Satterfield story you have? I feel like the fan base doesn't know the real Scott Satterfield. We joke about this all the time. Like Scott Satterfield is an enigma in a way because he comes out and he's just the same person, but behind the scenes, we've got to talk to him when he's relaxed. I, you guys see him every single day. So to our audience. Give us your best Scott Satterfield story that you have throughout the, the four years that he's been here. And, and let me plug y'all in on this a little bit. Jacob, for whatever reason, thinks he can beat Sat in basketball. I'm, in a one -on -one I'm destroying basketball. this man. I am wiping the No, please back me up here. Sat's nimble. He's agile. He's still got some <laughs> movement, and Jacob probably would get cooked. From what I coaches, from what I hear from other coaches, that is balling on the court, dude. So that's I, what I've I, heard. He told me the same thing when, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He said, "You know, I'm balling, right?" I'm like, "Okay." Hey, he, you know? he, he, that's, he, that's what he's I heard. Good at he's got everything. I give you that. That's what I. He's um, a shit talker, isn't he, y'all? Yes. Yeah, like, okay. There we go. That's a good yeah. direction. So, oh, uh, whenever I was, yes, I, I've only got to play him in cornhole. Yeah, he'll let you know he's he's the man in cornhole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can Jam too. <laughs> that's what him and Carwell got me on. Can like, oh. Coco, come over here and play a uh, can jam with us. I'm like, well, I can't throw a frisbee that well, and I've never played this before. They're like, oh, you're fine. We'll teach you. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> Carwell and Sat shit talking me the whole time until they beat me, and I walked off without scoring a point. Well, um, that's a that's a thing I talk about. I told people a lot of people ask me, like, you know, how is you know Cyrus like, How how is he in the building and all that? And like the head coach, he like you know has all say. He's the big man in charge. But like at the end of the day, he's just a dude. Like, he's just a guy. That's what, you know, and like, you can talk to him about anything. You can talk to him about hunting. You can talk about Cornell. You can talk about his boat, like, anything you want. And he'll he'll love to talk to you about it. That's why that's why I love him, because he's just a dude. Like, any time of day, you can just go up to him and like, have a normal conversation. And you're just like, this guy's the head coach? I'm like, wow, really? Like, you have a conversation with him? Like, just, like, that easy. And, I, you know, and, like, I mean, I think I have a lot of stories, but the one that, like, recently, it was probably after – the, the UCF game and we were on the bus and he he's gonna sit in the front I'm in the back we're on the, the first bus and he had his phone like propped up way above like his seat and he was sending snapchats like crazy and I, <laughs> I didn't know he had a snapchat to be honest and I was like kind of finished that I was a friend on his snapchat and he's going there clicking and I text Zab I'm like you know coach Sat has a uh, a snapchat he's like yeah dude I'm his best friend on there I'm his number one we have a streak going on who said that, Zeb? Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm adding as soon as – I got a notification. I'm adding as soon as we get off. Yeah, I got a notification on my phone earlier in the week, like Scott Satterfield, friend request, Snapchat. I'm like, that's a fake. Like, why, why are people trying to fake <laughs> acting like that? You know, and then 
And then the week they had the right for the game, he's sitting there shooting them off. I'm like, I guess he has one. I'm like, crap. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine Scott now with that like wide face filter on there. Just yeah, firing right. those off. That's a well, start. I've heard he loves the filters. Caleb, I know so Isaac's over here entertaining us with Sat, but I want to hear a good Ledford story because y'all were in the room and I'm sure y'all got some good ones. Like me, I would walk into y'all's room for reference, Jacob, Presley, and Matt. Like I drew the scout team cards right and I would walk in there and something would always be jacked up on them every time. I mean, it's impossible to know like to draw a straight line where a defensive lineman's actually going to be going. But the room would go dead silent. I'd walk in and Led would just stare through my soul with these eyes that would, I mean, it, it was terrible. And the most terrifying thing, I'd just be like, all right, later. And walk out, hand them to him and just dip out, not even looking at it. So, Caleb, floor is yours. Dude, I got so many stories on this man, Led, just because, like, he's <laughs> – he was a dude as well. And, like, I guess, like, you know, it made sense. Satterfield hires great dudes, I guess, because they all, when they first came in together, they were just a huge collective collective bunch, and they bonded really well. And, like, it seemed like they – I didn't know anything about any of these guys when they first got here. Like, nobody. So, like, I didn't know how they were as a person or even as a coach. But then once Led got over here, you know, and I saw him always in his medium shirts, you know, <laughs> and just him always flexing and everything. You know, one day he just came up to me and Makai and he was just had that tight shirt on that he just started flexing. And he asked us, you know what Wolverine blood is? And we were like, no. He was like, well, go get a needle and get my blood out and inject it in your veins and then you'll know. And then <laughs> walked off. And we looked at him like, Okay, like, <laughs> all right, okay, but he 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 always talked about how jacked he was and how how he can still put on the pads and take it to anybody any day. And well, I know he couldn't. Y'all saw them in the weight room. All they did exactly was in the, kicked in the weight room every day, and it had me dead. When they would go on their walks before practice, he would be in the back, and it was the funniest thing ever. And it's like, um, it, it, I can't I can't remember what game it was. He was getting us fired up before the game like he usually does. This man starts punching on the ground, talking about those mother effers don't know what we've been through, who we are. Gets, starts ripping grass and starts spreading it like <laughs> this. And, and, and then, like, proceeds to punch Josh Black in the back of the helmet trying to get us fired up. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. and. You know, uh, I, I think like the next day we go into the, his office, he has this splint on his hand. He broke his <laughs> punch in the ground hard. It was no. led coach left man. Him and him and Ivy will always wrestle each other or talk about who's more swole every day. Like it's it's so much, so many stories on on Coach Lefford. Gosh, I love that man. 
Incredible. Incredible stuff. That's a great way to wrap up the show here. Fellas, I, I appreciate you all taking time out of your schedules to join us uh, and reflect back on, on your careers. Looking forward to celebrating you all on Saturday. Hope the rest of Card Nation will come out. Now that it's a regional sports network game, there is no re- no reason to not be out there. I've got a I've got a 15-month-old. I might have to bring him at this point because the game is not <laughs> on TV. So we may be bringing him out there in his Isaac Martin jersey celebrating uh, <laughs> football on Saturday. But we, we'd highly encourage you guys to go out there and support these two guys, two guys that have um, not caught besides Isaac catching the touchdown a couple weeks ago, but two guys that have spent their careers blocking who have done mm. the things that the, the unsexy work in football uh, and have done it with a smile on their face and with, with a, an incredible attitude and represented this university and this city finally. So gentlemen, thank you guys so much. We're looking forward to celebrating you on Saturday. Go out there and get a victory for us. Big thank you to Isaac and Caleb for joining us tonight on the podcast. Always a pleasure to get guys on during the season and just just pick their brain, especially those two guys. I say end of an era, and it does kind of sound cliche, but it really is the end of this Bobby Petrino era. I mean, there might be one or two more guys who graduate over the next couple of years, but this class, this 2017-2018 class is truly the last group of guys that came in here under Bobby um, and they have they have really done an incredible job carrying the torch of global football. I know a lot of people are going to kind of poo-poo on that statement, but consider everything that's happened over the last couple of years. There is not two better individuals that you would want representing your program. And, and Isaac and Caleb both are great guys who are going to have great careers, whatever they do. Isaac is going to be somebody's boss on this show. I don't know who. Probably more likely. <laughs> oh, yeah. like Hell no, not, not going to be my boss. <laughs> you two would be Dwayne Ledford and, and uh, Mark Ivey, everyday wrestling in your offices. The, the rest of the financial institutions can be like, what is that noise? Like, oh, Vince and Isaac are wrestling again. Another hole in the wall. Put another hole in the wall. But but seriously, we encourage you guys to get out there on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be poopy weather, uh, but we, we would encourage you to get out there and support these guys. They've given everything they have over the last five, six years to this program, and uh, they deserve our support on Saturday as they go to war in another big football game. We, we, we can't thank you guys enough for tuning in from the Pink Seats Podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod, at The State of Lou, at uh, Matt underscore McGavick, at Vincent Lococo, at Press Meyer, at Jacob Lane 08. Until next week, as we come back with a victory pod, go Cards. <laughs>